Today is Wednesday, January 2nd, and you're listening to Life in General with Ron Tang. Hey, what's going on, guys? We are back. Um, this episode came a little bit late. I just got back from a little road trip. Me and uh, a few buddies of mine went up north to do some detox. We uh, we did Blue Mountain for two days, and um, the original plan was one day just to go there, but holy fuck was it reserved. Um, people generally go there to make reservations at around like 6 to 8 a.m., so you can imagine, obviously, none of us were able to wake up at that time and then drive two hours up north. So we left about 11, got there around, what, 1 p.m., 1.30. Couldn't even get on the waiting list. That's how crazy it was over the holidays. And we chose that day because we didn't really think that people would be there. Uh, turns out, yeah, it's super busy, but uh, worth it at the end. So we ended up staying a night and then went to the spa, which is amazing to relieve you of any anxiety or if you got the winter blues. Because I swear a day in that place um, equates to about a year in therapy. No, I'm not I'm not even kidding you. So I don't know if any of you guys are familiar with the concept of taking cold showers, and that's exactly what it is after you stay in the hot tub. So the whole thing, it's like it's like a retreat, right? It's like a, a spa. You can get like massage, facials, but we didn't opt for that. We got the standard, like, you know, uh, it was like $70 admission and then plus some for a robes. You just walk around like Charlie Sheen. Um, and then what you would do is you, you get into the hot tub and they're not springs, but the, you know, it's good temperature. There's steam. The lighting is just absolutely beautiful at night. So we did that. And then you would get into the, the cold, the freezing cold ice water after and then fuck as soon as you walk out you're literally like your body is steaming you can see the the steam coming out of your body and then you go right to the steam room there's infrared saunas um which if you ask me i prefer like the old school you know the ones with the the heated rocks but you know i've i've always been hitting the sauna rooms because it's just good to let everything uh, out after a while you know just sweat all the like the nicotine, all the chemicals and bacteria or whatever, like the toxins. I mean, there's there's a lot of other ways to do that, but I, I prefer going to the sauna to detox because let's be honest, my training is half-assed sometimes and I don't even sweat unless I'm doing cardio. So, um, But yeah, all in all, great trip. Um, some of the benefits of actually jumping in a cold water, there's, there's like a whole bunch, right? Um, but for me, it's more to relieve uh, the winter blues, right? Because it also uh, increases alertness in the morning. A lot of people actually, um, you know, guys that I know that train and they do fighting, they actually do cold water in the morning to wake up. Apparently, it increases your HGH levels. You know, it refines your hair and skin. Um, you know, uh, also your your immunity and circulation, right? Uh, weight loss because, man, like all I did was like, sit and walk around the hot tubs and I was like starving after a while. It's like I swam a full session, like, you know, just going, just doing like front crawls back and forth. Um, 
And then my friend's like, yeah, yeah, you do keto, right? You're probably in ketosis right now. Like, what are you talking about? Because, you know, your HGH levels spike while you just, you know, go hot and cold and hot and cold. Like, it's, it's actually working something in your body because so it stimulates weight loss. I had no idea. You know, it speeds up your recovery, your muscle soreness because I, I did a workout the day before and then I felt okay the next day after that. The stress levels. So all in all, great trip. I, however, was probably the only one there uh, out of everyone that did not smoke weed. I mean, uh, a lot of my friends do it. Uh, it's cool. A lot of them are level-headed, except for some. But uh, the last time I did it, like, I, I went on a bad trip again. Like, I don't think I've ever actually... Well, I can't say I've never enjoyed a good a good high, but I, I probably only smoked a handful of maybe 10 times in my lifetime, and I've never bought it. I've never purchased it from from my friends because like everybody around me has, and you know I don't I don't do drugs. I I would say I'm pretty straight edge. Like I don't drink. Um, even vaping has has stopped after you know I kicked the the, the smoking habit. But yeah, this whole marijuana thing it seems to be working out pretty well. Um, you know all my friends still smoke it regularly. You know some of them are intellects productive, and some are still sort of just chopping weed in their mom's basement, playing video games, and just serving customers as they pull up to driveway and smacking a bong every two hours to keep that high going. So, you know, there's I have both kinds of friends that smoke weed. Some are productive and some sort of just probably would have turned out that way anyway, even if they didn't smoke. But if I said anything, it's like I rolled up on my high horse. You know how that goes, right? I'm sure you guys have friends your age that are still around and you kind of use them as like a, a, to set a bar to like what not to be like sort of thing as fucked up as it sounds or no, just, just, just me. Um, uh, but yeah, like I can't get that, get that level of, uh, of, uh, of high, like I can't get to that level and I don't plan to. Right. So, um, but the last time I, I tried, which is a while ago, I would say, um, I, I realized after a while, cause my friend was telling me, he's like, yeah, there's actually different like strains and, in, in, in types of, of, of plants um, that has either high levels of THC, like more psychoactive or like the CBD that gives you more of like a, a body relaxation, sort of like a body high that just keeps you at ease and <clears throat> you're not really, you know, psychoactively brain high. It's just, it's just more of a mood regulation, sleep, eat, and that's the best thing I like about it, right? But other but other than that, yeah, um, still though, not for me, not for me. I don't know how many times I got to learn because everybody just keeps giving me, everybody has it around, um, you know, uh, somebody I know ordered off the website, they gave me some, I'm like, no, it's okay. All my friends, childhood friends, whenever I swing by, they just try to give me some. Some of my friends grow it, but um, yeah, I realize it, it's, it's not for me. As much as it is it is uh, a mild psychedelic and as much as i want to dabble in it out of curiosity and and other purposes such as like you know uh finding yourself and 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 coming into realizations of things it, it, it has sometimes but uh, i think the ultimate thing to do is probably still the ayahuasca or, or the dmts or the lsd but, you know, I mentally, I've never really been in a really, really good place where I, I feel safe or good enough to do these things and probably don't have anyone around me that's willing to go into a forest with me to try it while they, they guide my trip. So I'm a little, I'm a little iffy in that. But, um, uh, yeah, I, 
I've heard some great things about the the DMTs and the ayahuasca. But for some of you guys that don't know, I'm, I'm sure like Chelsea Handler could explain. Like she did an episode where she actually went into the, like the Peruvian jungle and tripped out. Um, you're pretty much like you're still detoxing. You know, you, there's premonitions and it's like soul cleansing and you come into realizations of, of things and altered consciousness, you know, alternate universe and all that. It's 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 pretty crazy. I, I'm not going to get into all that, but you get the gist of it. And and weed is a very, very mild psychedelic. But ultimately, yeah, tried it a handful of times. Yeah, it's it's not for me. Maybe if I am in a better place to enjoy it, it's just for me, just constant paranoia and negative thinking. And what I've come to know is that this every time I've done it and then I've uh, waited it out, the one thing I, I noticed, and w- if you're listening to this and you kind of have the same problem, um, I've just learned that to never, ever believe everything when you are high. Just it, it, It's absolute bullshit. It's not true. You are more creative. Your brain is actually wired, starts to get wired in a different way within the creative process. Some of the things you think has come into like realization or you think you're being rational, you're, you're actually not. You're You're more creative, sure. But in terms of you think something is like you have an idea or something or like if you've ever tried to write something and then you sober up, you can refine it and and read back and see how like idiotic it actually seems. But I do have friends who's uh, written stuff, sober up and they refine a little bit like not like the ideas are great. The ideas are there, but just how it all comes together, it's stupid. And if you have these negative thoughts while you are high it chances are it's it's probably bullshit you know you, you just think oh my god everything is fucked i'm screwed you realize how futile life is and which it is but there's there's no reason to get into all that um when you're sober only only when you're high it's just these things that it comes into realization you freak yourself out i don't know how to explain it but um anyways i, w- I wanted to talk more about the um psychedelic th- trip thing um Apparently, so I was looking into the the pineal gland and somebody mentioned to me that, you know, the the fluoride in our water is apparently designed to shrink that pineal gland, which is like your third eye, more or less. I don't want to get too conspiracy theory like, but apparently like your pineal gland, it actually looks like an eye inside your brain. And that is what, uh, that is sort of the thing that opens up, you know, during like altered conscious states. And it's been discovered like thousands of years ago by ancient civilization. And apparently ours has shrunken due to like GMO and fluoride and it, it, they try to suppress it. And they're doing uh, tests. They're running tests now to treat people with depression, uh, alcoholism and depression and all these things with psilocybin uh, mushrooms. And this is what they've done way before. I was reading the book and how to change. It's called How to Change Your Mind, right? Um, hold on. Yeah, so it's called How to Change Your Mind. Um, what the new science of psychedelics teaches us about consciousness, dying, addiction, depression, and transcendence. So it was super interesting, the history of it, um, how that's actually what they've used before it was banned by the government because all these people were trying to get like funding and research and they were doing it in these like secret societies uh mostly silicon valley nerds and uh or is it silicon valley i don't know whichever one so everybody those tech nerds like very very few of them um have not tried it most of them have been on a trip more or less with people who's guided them through it like the the shamans that were here 
like Bill, Bill, not Bill Gates. Um, fucking what's his face? The Apple guy, Steve Jobs has admittedly he's well he's done he's been doing acid since university. Um, but yeah, it's super cool the history of it. I don't I don't want to give you guys too much. I su- suggest you guys either pick up the book or research on it because I don't want to say the wrong thing. Um, the the writer uh, Michael Pollan, so he set out to to research how these uh, mushrooms work first of all. And then um, he found out like it treated people for their addiction problems. First, he didn't really intend to write about it. And then it became like a, uh, a memoir, if you will. So all this happened in the 60s. Even today, there's like traditions that these hipsters, when they drop acid, like it's, they pay like homage or tribute to this scene that's uh, in the 60s. And um, so it's like a blend of science, memoir, travel writing, history and medicine. So... It's, it's a really good read. I actually recommend it to anyone looking to, to try this and if they want to know the history of it, you know, because the human brain is such a puzzle. And even for people that have trouble in their everyday lives, like just going through life obstacles, apparently like it helps you with that too. It rewires your brain in a way where it helps you solve people problems, relationship problems and stuff like that. And it's mostly recommended for people who's lived uh, a certain amount like people who have been here a while, like they, of course, they don't recommend like twenty-something-year-olds drop acid. Although some have, but they say that it's actually better if you've experienced life. Like if you're in your firm forties or fifties, you've been through some shit, and you, you know, midlife crisis. It's it's good for that, or maybe even quarter-life crisis. Who knows? That's what they say. But um, I'll probably try it like in in like fifteen years. Um, but yeah, anyways, uh, enough about that. Um, how was everyone's Christmas and New Year's? I um, I went out with uh, some friends to the downtown core. And get this, we were handing out some coats and blankets without posting it on social media. Get a load of that. But of course, I'm talking about it now, so I guess it really doesn't count. But if you ask me, I always thought that and us as millennials, like we put every fucking thing uh, on the internet, and um, I think it's fine. A, a lot of us millennials, we get chastised for putting shit up on the internet, but this is our generation. This is us. Um, they say it doesn't count if you look for credit or you've done some good deed and you 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 talked about it. I think the important thing is the deed was done. At the end of the day, somebody's life became easier or just a bit better or you know, you made them happy for that moment. I think that's what counts. Regardless, if you talk about it, don't talk about it, you know, the point is the good deed was done. <clears throat> you know, this is this is my generation, and I'm going to own up to it, all right? I think it's the baby boomers who are so fucking entitled, you know, the most the most racist, the most whiny. You know, millennials, they give you shit. But that's because they think they know everything. And, uh... Sometimes I think they do because you guys had Britannicas, we have Google and Wikipedia. Uh, you know, they'll argue with you at the front counter until you make them happy or give them free shit. This is us. Yeah, that's, that's the generation of me, me and what I can do. And it's about me. And and I think it's your fault for lying to us. All right. I'm just going to I'm just going to come right out the gate. You know, it, it was you guys that taught us that we can become anything we wanted. We just needed to work hard, you know? I'm not even gonna bring up what you did to the housing market. My mom told me I was handsome. That's what we went through. And then you get your heart broken. Society has its own way of teaching you. 
the harsh realities. You know, your hair isn't that nice. People have preferences. You suck at basketball. You don't have the genetics to be a professional bodybuilder. You're unsymmetrical. And uh, at some point, you just got to be real with yourself. I also find that in the age of like filters and Instagram, it's kept a lot of you millennials, not including me, lying to yourselves. You know, a couple thousand likes and you're like, yeah, yeah, I do got it like that. Oh, that's why I don't have Instagram. You know, my, my ego just cannot handle it. You know, I, if I do get it, I'd probably be spending fuck. I don't know. I don't know how many, how many hours. Charity, charity work. Best not to talk about it unless it's like a huge disaster. You know, like Steve Buscemi, we found out like what, like a decade after that he actually volunteered as a firefighter uh, during the uh, the collapse of the World Trade Centers. That he was there as a fire, dressed as a firefighter, helping out for weeks on end, and nobody found out until recently. So you know that I guess it depends on the person. But like I said, like the deed is done, and you know you made the world a better place. I think that's that's the key, right? Let, let's focus on that. All right. Uh, I'm actually going to cut this short now because I have to head downtown and I, I have to take the 401 and, um, you know, who's to blame with the with the, the Toronto being having the worst fucking traffic possible? You know, who, who are we to blame? Millennials? Baby boomers? Refugees? Who knows? But the amount of time I spent on the fucking 401, I probably could have gotten a fucking online degree. And uh, it's also the reason why I'm going to have future bladder problems. So I, I'm going to go. And uh, I hope you guys have had an awesome New Year's, and I hope this year will be awesome for you, whatever whatever uh, you think you want. Uh, you guys in your fucking New Year, New Me bullshit, page one of 365, I'm n- I don't want no drama, right? This year, no drama, because what, you're not going to hold relationships with anyone, no friendships, you're not going to date, or you're, you're current, like, there's going to be some sort of drama, so whatever. Anyways, this concludes this episode and I'll talk to you guys later.